and welcome to Afternoonified, the podcast where Halloween starts in September. I'm Ryan. And I'm Emily. Talking about ghost lights, spook Ooh, lights, <laughs> will o' the wisp, ignis fatus, which is Latin for foolish fire. fire that is ignis fatus. <laughs> um, these are the names, and there are a thousand other names for a phenomena where a ball of phenomena <laughs> where a ball of fire or light appears often in humid areas, um, so around marshes, swamps, and sometimes, particularly in the U.S., on roadways. Those are called, uh, streetlights? Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Almost every culture around the world has myths about these lights, which is a big deal. You can't just write it off at that point. Yeah, um, when every culture has an instance of it, that means that it it has a credibility to it. Um, and they all have different stories that try to explain them based on their culture and their surroundings. Mm -hmm. In a lot of cases, these lights have also, like, been attributed to atmospheric spirits, fairies, and, as the name implies, ghosts, um, aliens as well. That's more of a distinctly American <laughs> yeah. thing, though. Yeah. Oh, God, aliens. I kind of feel the same way about aliens as I do about One Direction. Yeah. I like them. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them. Mm-hmm. I hate their fans. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's me and 21 Pilots. Yep. Your fans suck. Yes, because they're definitely listening to this right now. <laughs> I really In like- case they are, cover my bases. Good. That, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go any further, I have a PSA. Ghost lights are different than orbs. No one on YouTube seems to grasp that. I've seen so many videos mm-hmm. of orbs. Orbs are usually caused by light reflecting off the smudges on your camera lens, bugs, items in the area like dust, um, where the picture is taken. They are almost an entirely photographic-based thing. Ghost lights you see in person. With your naked eye your eye when it's not dressed. Yes. (laughs) So now that we have cleared that up, we are going to go into story time and uh, hop from country to country. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start in Britain um, and Ireland because Ireland is not part of Britain. Mm -hmm. And I was going to group this in with Europe, but they're not a part of Europe anymore. So yeah, we got to separate them out now, I guess. (sighs) Uh, Anyway, England, Scotland, and Ireland have some of the most well-known cases, specifically something called Will-o'-the-Wisp. These are small lights that appear in marshy areas, and they hover uh, mostly, but are said to, like, dance around as well. Do, like, a little shuffle, you know, do a little... They do a little dance. A little whip-nay-nay. They make a little up. (laughs) They generally just get down at night. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, they disappear. The folk tales created to explain these often tell the tale of men named Will or Jack who were kind of assholes in their life and are as such doomed to wander the zone, the twilight zone, the space between the living and the dead. Basically the twilight zone. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the stories they were given a coal or a torch by the devil as a way of lighting their way in the spirit world. Uh, in Will's case, it was a torch or a wisp. 
um, which is just another word for like a bundle of sticks or a torch. And in Jack's case, it was an ember that he put in a turnip that he carved out. That's how we got pumpkin carving, yes. guys. Yeah, jack-o'-lanterns. Um, so basically the names translate to Will of the Wisp and Jack of the Lantern. Oh, that explains I, the weird O's. Yeah, um, a lot of people have Googled Willow the Wisp, <laughs> like the tree. Yeah. Which I get. It sounds similar. Uh, yeah. I thought it was Will as in, like, I have the will uh, to do something, and the Wisp was, like, the ghost. But So that's that's where that came from. Um, let's go to some other parts of Europe. Yeah, so if we go north a little up to Denmark, we see that the Willow the Wisps are more often called jack-o'-lanterns. They are said to be the spirits of unrighteous men, and the best way to guard against them is to turn your hat inside out, which should just be the fashion period. That's also uh, what you do at, I think, Angels games. I don't know if it's like a baseball thing, period, but at Angels games, you turn your hat inside out when you're losing. That's like what they call Mally Cats. I don't know if that's like I everywhere, think, but I know I the Angels do it. I watch a lot of baseball that I have not heard of that before. Oh. Um, mostly because the team that I watch, the Dodgers, they have a rally banana, which is just a gif of a kid in a banana costume. See, we do rally monkey. Ah. Angels. We have a rally monkey, ah. and everyone has, like, one of the monkeys with the Velcro on either end, and they, like, spin it around and turn their hats inside out. Like you do. But, I mean, back in the day, weren't they all wearing top hats, and they have to, like, punch them inside out whenever they see a ghost light? Yes. <laughs> What about the the Netherlands? In the Netherlands, they are the souls of unbaptized children. That was not a good Netherlands accent. Uh, basically, <laughs> the unbaptized children would lead travelers to water, so that way they themselves could be baptized and enter the gates of heaven. So in a way, they were kind of trying to prevent other people from suffering the same fate they suffered. Uh, well, that's polite. Yeah, I suppose. They're not, like, drowning them or anything, but I think if some ghostly light dragged me under the water, I wouldn't be thinking, oh, I must be being baptized. Things don't happen in, oh no, that was a dead body in Lord of the Rings. Keep going. Is it still baptism if it's done, like, against your will? Yes, because <laughs> no baby in the history of babies has ever been like, yeah, do the thing, because you always have to have a sponsor that speaks for the baby. Oh, kind of yeah, like the Lorax true. of the Catholic Church. <laughs> like, I am the godmother, I speak for the baby. Yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. In German legends, the Will-o'-the-Wisps particularly liked tormenting drunk people on their way home from the bar, and when the drunks would stumble and fall down, the wisps would burn the soles of their feet. Uh, and some believe that you can actually make the wisps disappear by throwing a handful of dirt from a graveyard at them, so all of you better be carrying your little jar of graveyard dirt in your pocket well, I mean, every time you go out drinking. Dirt extinguishes fire. Yeah, so I have to add that into my whenever I go out drinking, I always remember pea milk, it's phone money, ID, lip gloss... Graveyard dirt? Well, the K was usually keys, but now I have to add a G, so it's pea milk. Or pig milk. Well, I really don't need lip gloss. Maybe I could put that in there. Pea milk. How do you not need lip gloss? I don't wear lip stuff. You wear lip stuff. I do. I wear eye stuff, but I don't need to carry that around. No, I, yeah, that's the only problem with wearing lipstick a lot, is that you always have to, like, carry it around. Carry it around. Touch that's it up. the girl who has 20 sticks of lipstick. 20 sticks of lip in her purse. <laughs> what are you doing in old English? <laughs> 20 sticks of lip. <laughs> I like had part of a spell. I have 17, thank you. It's like how you do a spell on a valley girl. You're like, yes, 20 sticks of lip. <laughs> Just stand outside of Sephora, like. And five liners of eye. <laughs> the highlighters of cheek. <laughs> Sprinkling dust over your fire. It's the most expensive. Recipe oh my god, heard. right? If you're using nice makeup, holy shit. Only NARS will do. 
Are we ready to fly over to Asia? We are. That we're going to do. Going, uh, going west. East. 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 <laughs> we're going east. West and east. <laughs> the west. <laughs> west. <laughs> east over to Asia. And Emily's going to tell us about Naga Fireballs, eh? Why are they Canadian? <laughs> it's in Thailand. Uh, Thailand? I don't know how to do a Thai accent without Please don't do a Thai racist. accent. No. So. We are limited to British and Canadian on this show. Okay. And I guess... Well, the Naga Fireballs, eh? Uh, oh, yeah, those Naga Fireballs, eh? Um, these balls of fire are said to be bright red and the size of basketballs. <laughs> they show up over the Mekong River, eh? Shooting okay. upwards for several meters before disappearing, yeah? <laughs> Um, no, for real, they do do that, though. Okay, cool. Uh, the Mekong River runs through several countries in China, <laughs> including China and Thailand, which is the epicenter of the activity. Um, there's about a 250-kilometer stretch around a town in Thailand. That must where be these, a big-ass town. I said around. <sighs> big perimeter. The fireballs are most often reported around the night of Wak On Vansa. You Maybe. said Wak On. It wouldn't Wak be Wan Oak. Wan Okay. I'm not. It's okay. I'm not Thai. I don't think it's Wan Okay. I think it's Wan Oak Vansa. Wan Oak Vansa. Um, it's the end of the Buddhist Lent in late October. Um, in lore, they are said to be produced by the Faya Naga, which are serpent-like dragon creatures that live deep in the water. So they're basically just spitting fire bubbles. Yep, just bloop. <laughs> I think I've started such a mild little bloop. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the Naga fireballs. Uh, if we go over to Japan, we can see some more ghost lights, as if we're actually there. Uh, the Osabi uh, occur in the no Nobioka Nobioka Miyazaki Prefecture area. That place. <laughs> they are ghost lights that are first described around the middle of the Meiji period, which is from about 1868 to 1912. Could it Meiji? I don't speak sorry. Japanese. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, the fireballs always come in a pair. There's always two, and they appear side by side. Usually during rainy nights, which would make sense because we were saying that ghost lights occur during, you know, in humid places. So I guess the wet has something to do with it. Basically, the myth goes that there was a woman who lent another woman a, it was called an osa or an asa. Uh, it's basically an asa, yeah. A guide for a yarn on a loom, basically. And when she went to retrieve it, the two women, for whatever reason, were arguing and fighting, and they fell into the Mizuma Pond. Their dispute, apparently, became a big atmospheric ghost fire, and it is still burning to this day. And apparently the legend goes that uh, if you see the two fireballs, misfortune will fall upon you. That's what happens in most Japanese ghost stories, if we're being completely honest. Like, you see a ghost in Japan, and that's just it for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you've ever seen Juon, which is the original grudge, or Ringu, which is the original ring, like you'll definitely yeah. see the theme. Pretty much. Uh, let's take things back home. Can you tell us about something in the U.S.? I can indeed <laughs> tell us tell us about something in the U U.S. of A. Um, settle the fuck in, children. Here we go. 
Um, I actually cut the entire paragraph on the Bridgewater Triangle just so I can make fun of Skinwalker Ranch, which means that I listened to that entire episode of Last Podcast on the Left about the Bridgewater Triangle for not, except for something. Yes. Ben Kissel has a really nice voice. Hi, Ben. I love him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, anyway. Ben, if you're listening, Emily's going to be going to your live show in Portland on December 17th. Really? Yes. You're going to put that out there in the world? Yeah, of course I am. It's for real, though. If anyone is going to be at that show on the 17th, come say hi to me. And not the people you came to see for the podcast that you like to listen to. <laughs> I am the world's best wing woman. You are the worst wing woman in the world. I wouldn't be single if you were a better <laughs> wing woman. It's my fault! <laughs> that and paralyzing social awkwardness. Yeah, I think that's a bigger problem. And my face. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with your face. <laughs> Your face is what drags them in. I'm the one that starts making dumb comments, and they're like, oh, God, I can't, I can't handle it. I reel them in, and then Brian takes the paddle for the fictional canoeer and just stacks him away. <laughs> Pretty much. Don't ever hire me as a wing woman. I didn't know that was a position that you could interview for. No hiring wing women. <laughs> anyway, so the Skinwalker Ranch. Yes. This place is a complete and utter fucking nightmare. Because the people who run the non-official website do not know that it's 2016. And I know I wrote 2015 in the notes when I had that joke in there. So apparently you don't either. My notes are a disaster. No, because they think it's like 1995. Okay. The well, Space Jam website. At least you're only one that. year off. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to read some quotes from the site and make fun of them because I completely believe in ghosts. And... This place is, it makes people like me look bad. Yeah. So a little bit of background, Skinwalker Ranch is a plot of land in Ballard, Utah, and it's the site of a fuckload of paranormal sightings, including UFOs, ghosts, cattle mutilation, poltergeist activity, various creatures, mostly of Native American lore, origin, and of course, ghost lights. And there are two different kinds of lights reported on the property. So the first is called a flash drone, um, and it is, I'm just going to read this directly from the website, so if it sounds stupid, it's not me, it's these, these people. It. Yeah. So the flash drone is a pulsating spherical ball of light. The light appears to be bluish to a gr yellow-green glow. The light it casts is not extremely bright, but it will cast light on objects immediately surrounding the orb. Typically, there is more than one orbs gathered. Grammar. They have the ability to hover and make no noise, as most lights do. Yeah, I don't expect them to make noise. <laughs> Woo! That's look at me, bitch! Woo! I'm a ghost light! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's why they call it a phenomena, because that's the phenomena. Do, 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 do. Yeah, so if you say do, 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 the ghost light will hit you and go, phenomena. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, there appears to be no physical shape supporting these orbs. I hate that they keep calling them orbs. I'm sorry. Yeah, because we, we decided that they're not orbs. Exactly. Uh, I guess they're orb-like in shape. But yeah. uh, characteristic feature is that they will pulsate their light intensity for a matter of seconds, growing extremely bright and then fading away to nothing as if the object simply vanished. Apparently, these have been witnessed during the day but are more visible at night. Have been seen transforming into other animal shapes, and is suspected this grammar is awful of having the ability to transmorph into the shape of local living animals, as opposed to local living or local dead animals. <laughs> uh, they can affect other elect electrical objects and knock out the power to the ranch house. There's a house on the property. Well, assumedly. 
Uh, they shift between a visible and invisible state as they pulsate on and off. That would be what pulsating means. Christ. <sighs> oh, it gets better even. You can't it does. Just wait. Oh my god. This is the best paragraph. These are intelligent and purposeful-like in nature. I, I suspect they are some sort of transportation vehicles for another intelligence or the drones for this intelligence. They have a role of observing. They are unique in that they appear almost curious about humans they come across. Yes, they, they raise their eyebrow, you know, they got the full facial expressions. <laughs> they seem to easily detect your presence and may be influenced by meditative thoughts and requests. I believe their function is to observe, report, and to transport either consciousness or actual entities within them as if some form of vessel. This is the most interactive of all the anomalies on the ranch and will pursue and entertain its viewers. They do a little dance. Make a little love. Generally just get down at night. We already did that joke in this episode. I know, but it's a good one. We need to do one more time. I feel like I If I get two earth parts, there was one, okay. then you get two of that. I get two of that. Um, just so you guys know, we fucked up the audio the first time around, so like this is our second go-around, and we honestly don't know what jokes we already did. Yeah, because they're not written in. They just kind of happen. But this is the point where the audio, like we realized the audio was shitty, so everything after this is just fresh and new. Yeah. Um... Oh god, more flash drones. Um, anyway, the flash drones tend to take on a more interactive role if the observer, <laughs> observer is alone. Possess the ability to generate a state of uncontrollable, and I quote, like it's in quotes, panic in those targeted. Witnessed working in groups in a predatory, predator-prey fashion. This is so bad I can't even read it. <laughs> the sensation of being hit by one is described as being hit by a high-velocity warm water balloon. That's really specific. That is. The after effects of which immediately evaporate away. However, a state of depression typically follows lasting for days to weeks. Although speculative, the light may only travel in a light-off configuration. When the light is visible, the object appears stationary. However, it disappears only to reappear in a different location. This postulates that the light may possibly be phasing in and out from one location <laughs> to the next. Wow. Okay. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah, that this is uh, some real descriptive... Someone is really overthinking yeah. this. Uh, by the way, I knew the beginning part of this was a little crackly. Um, if we go too long recording, my computer like can't handle it. So that's a good reason to donate. Just putting that out there. Anyways. Um, so that's it for the flash drones. Jesus Christ. About time. Oh, I literally <laughs> took everything they had on the website and yeah. put it in there because it was it's so dumb. It's gold. It's, it is. You can't even cut that down. No. So the next kind of ghost light that appears on Skinwalker Ranch is called the Spotlight. And this is also a quote from the website. A single spotlight similar to that on a motorcycle travels about 10 to 40, holy crap, differential, <laughs> miles per hour. It typically hovers about 8 feet from the ground. Sometimes it is seen with a red taillight behind it. It can fly over any terrain type. Like, as if it makes a difference. Like, other ghost lights need, like, snow tires. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it may also be related to, if not misidentified, as the flash drone. It is machine-like, it seems to be able to read minds, unsure if there is a mechanical structure behind lights as no body was witnessed. Oh, okay. Uh, We're not even... So that is Skinwalker cool. Ranch. Um, I think at some point we're going to have to just do an episode on I'm all of the craziness that is surrounding Skinwalker Ranch. As much as I hate further supporting them, I feel like there's enough to talk about that we I just want to debunk all of it. I think we yeah. should take a trip to Utah. Yeah. That could be fun. 
Utah. Utah. All right. <laughs> so, moving on. Let's go down to Texas where we can talk about the Marfa lights. So down in Texas, there is a city called Marfa, and right along Route 67 outside of Marfa, there are glowing white lights that actually, they've figured out what caused them, so at this point, really, they're just kind of a tourist trap uh, that everyone keeps going to look at them. They know what they are. Um, Marfa is also, like, this super, like, bizarrely posh. Yeah, it's, like, weirdly popular. Like, Beyonce went there, there's this weird... Prada facade out in the middle of the fucking desert. I don't understand yeah. this place. Marfa is a weird place, and it also has weird lights outside of it that everyone... Like, there is a section of the highway that has been carved out as, like, an official Marfa light viewing spot. Uh, so you can go watch the lights. Uh, should I give away what causes them? No, we're gonna... Oh. Alright, well, then there's not a lot to say about them, because it's been explained, so there's really not a lot... A lot to say... Because they didn't really put together a bunch of myths regarding them. So there, there's no... more recent. There's no, like, it's the ghost of... No, not um, so much. From what I did see of them, I did very, very basic research. They look like they could by, like be easily misidentified as UFOs. Yeah, that seems to be... That's also kind of a big theme around Texas in general. Um, UFOs, the South maybe? in general. The South of, like, southern parts, New Mexico specifically yeah, because of Roswell. Yeah. I'm um, Area 51, that's all. Yeah. yeah. So aliens are a big deal down there. So. Yeah. Yeah, mostly UFO stuff. But it doesn't really have, like, a good, like, myth lore kind of a thing behind it. It was basically like, oh, floating lights. And then a scientist said, no, this is what they are. Oh. So it's, it's, it didn't get a whole lot of, you know. Like, traction as a ghost thing. Yeah. It's just, oh, the fuck, it's that's a, weird. It's weird looking. That's about all it is now. Like, it's explained. It's just weird looking. Okay. Well, that's... That's more for lights. Um... Before we leave the U.S., we are going to take a brief stop on Route 66. Yeah, I was hoping that you'd start singing the song. Um, so have I told you that when my brother was younger, we bought him the soundtrack to the movie Cars, and we went on vacation with it, and the only song that he would listen to is John Mayer's cover of Route 66. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Right? Anyway, that... So... We're talking about Route 66. Uh, there's a light called the Spook Light that is often seen on this route um, on the border between Missouri and Oklahoma. And it's been explained by legends. Um, there are legends about an old miner with a lantern, the spirits of two Native American lovers who are doomed to wander forever looking for each other. This is only one example of highway-based ghost lights. They are found in so many places across the U.S. and probably in other countries, but you just hear about them a lot. Because there are a lot of... Like long stretches of road in the U.S. It's yeah, big, where you don't expect it's a big country. To be. Yeah, yeah, but I think a lot of them are explainable. Yeah, but um, let's go. Do you want to go on to Australia? Let's go to Australia, mate. I can't. I'm not no, gonna do. I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna do. I've done too many accents mm -hmm. today already. Yeah, I can't do it. Uh, so in Australia, there is a phenomenon <laughs> called oh, the Min Min Lights, and basically the so Min Min Lights. I know. So cute. The Min Min Lights. <laughs> The Minmin lights are an Aboriginal myth that traces back to before European settlers even ever got to Australia, so it's a very old myth. However, uh, it seems as though the number of sightings has gone up ever since white people, you know, rolled up. We do ruin everything. That we do. Basically, where they got their name, though, was that in 1918, a stockman observed the lights and called them the Minmin lights, named after a small settlement in the outback where he had witnessed them. Okay. So that's kind of where the name 
took hold, although they were first written about in an 1838 book called Six Months in South Australia, although they were saying that there's a lot of talk about them before that. That's the first written account. These lights will approach people, they will follow people around, and will disappear suddenly and randomly. They also seem to disappear when you shoot at them, but they will reappear afterwards. <laughs> Most so they're things like, Whoa. disappear when you shoot at them. Yeah. They are fuzzy, disc-shaped, and they hover just above the horizon. Um, most of the time they're white. Disc-shaped? Like horizontally? Uh, yeah, to like, the like UFO-y. Oh, yeah. Okay, so tiny aliens. Yeah. Mostly are white, although they sometimes change colors from red to green and then back again. So they kind of like cycle through colors. They are really bright and they can illuminate the ground beneath them or other nearby objects to the point that the objects cast shadows, which we saw at Skinwalker Ranch as well. Not in person, but... <laughs> Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, some say that the lights will come closer and run away several times as if it's curious about you, um, and they'll even follow you around and can keep pace with the moving car. So Those it, fuckers are fast. Yeah, so that's what's kind of weird about them, is that they can move at, like, a human-like pace, they can move at a car-like pace, they can hold still, they can come closer and move further away, so just the way that they move makes it a little bit harder to explain. Sorry, I just had an idea that I don't know if, like, it fleshes out scientifically, but... Um, is that all you have to say on the Midrim ones? Yes, without giving away any sort of explanation. Sweet, because we are at um, possible explanations. And for the Midrim lights, um, I was thinking it might have been like a Pepper's Ghost situation with other car headlights if you're in a car. You know, the Pepper's Ghost thing is, um, it's used in plays, they use it in Disney Summer Mansion. Um, you put an object in a black room mm -hmm. and with a sheet of glass in front of it. And then you shine a light on the things, and it will, like, project. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm not good at explaining it, but I was thinking, like, because when you're in a bus at night and there's a light on in the bus, you can see the reflection of people in the bus, but it looks like they're floating outside. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. No, actually, I think that is sort of what it, what it is. It's uh, the same explanation for a lot of the Marfa lights, too, because the Marfa lights were first witnessed from car windows. Like, that's when they were first really, like... Yeah, I, mean, I think they were seen before that, but I think that's sort of yeah. where they took hold. And so I think a lot of it does come down to um, yeah, vehicles. We, we actually will get to that in Uno Momento. Do you want me to give other explanations for Min Min Lights? Because one of them is... Real ghosts? <laughs> uh, I mean, that was the original, you know, that's what the myth implied, but... Um, so, possible explanations. This is where we crush all your dreams. Sorry, guys. Bury your hopes. Rain on your parade. All of that. Which we do every episode anyway. So. Although, we're going to start real ghosts, my dear cause. Um, probably not. In a lot of cases. But I refuse to discount that idea. Uh, because there might be one out there that actually is a ghost. Yeah. Just because most of them are explained doesn't mean that every single one is. Exactly. And ghosts have a tendency to show themselves using electricity as sort of a power-up. So lights make sense. Mm -hmm. Balls of light make sense. Mm -hmm. And I use sense very loosely here. Yeah. There's still a lot we don't understand. Yeah. But, but I mean, there is a certain amount of plausibility yeah. to that. Like, I'm not going to discount that completely, even though there are explanations for a lot of the things we talked about. Like aliens. Okay, it's probably not aliens. <laughs> Could be. Um, most of the lights are too close to the ground. Like, Will the Wisp is hovering over the ground. But in the case of the uh, Marfa lights, maybe. Mm, possibility. Probably not. Unlikely. Um, I like to think the aliens are a little too smart to just be lighting shit up. Mm -hmm. 
There is another phenomenon that happens that... <laughs> um, it's called Fall Lightning and then something else that is sort of related to it called St. Elmo's Fire. You guys might have seen the movie, but it turns out it's actually... has absolutely nothing to no, do no, no, with no. the... No. <laughs> but basically, St. Elmo's Fire is when the ends of sharp or pointed objects or like sticks in the air glow, usually like a purpley color, mm-hmm. during lightning storms or thunderstorms. And it was named after St. Erasmus of Formia or St. Elmo, who was the patron patron saint of sailors because it's usually seen on like the masts of ships during storms the ends of all of the sticks that make up the mast glow purple Um, and so that's sort of uh, something that can probably explain some things not all of these Um, but that is something and fall lightning which is basically electrical current in the air that gets sparked by actual lightning and then it lights up um Mm -hmm. that explains some of it the Naga fireballs, like, they fall under another explanation that we're going to get to, but since this is... The closest. Well, no, this is, it's actually unrelated to any of our other explanations, but huh. a skeptic who was observing the Naga fireballs, it was an American skeptic. Yeah, in obviously. Because we, we can't do. leave well enough alone. No. Um, he said that it is probably shots fired from guns down the river during the... Mm-hmm. The festival that we were talking about, this doesn't account for it when it happens during other times of the year, but people will see those sparks, and before mm-hmm. the sound even reaches them, because it's so far down the river, like yeah. people start cheering and stuff, so they don't hear it. Interesting. Yeah. But, I mean, for the first time it happened, that's definitely not Yeah, so I just wanted to put that out there, but... Hmm. Um, Interesting. So, we talked last week about um, Fata Morgana, which, like we talked about it in the Pirates episode, is a cause for the... Um, Ghost ship, mm-hmm. the one that I get, yeah. the Flying Dutchman. Yeah, yeah. It's an optical illusion where light rays are bent by bands of air that vary in temperature, and they just cause light to reflect differently. So, like mist and stuff yeah. will help, like yeah. will have an effect on it. And it made the Flying Dutchman look like it was flying upside down or floating above floating the water. Floating above the water. So this explains a lot of the. Lights. It does. Um, it explains the Skinwalker Ranch motorcycle light and the Spook light perfectly. Like most mm-hmm. highway lights are illusions from other car headlights yeah um a lot of lights a lot of air a lot of temperature changes that are really sudden because cars are hot well and i've noticed a lot of these spook lights occur in the midwest and in the south where it is it's very humid in the south it's humid and then also uh along these stretches of highway where there aren't a lot of cities nearby so it's a lot darker so these optical illusions are a lot they appear a lot brighter you notice them yes um, that actually, does that not explain the Marfa lights, car headlights? Yeah, they think that that's what it is, actually, is that it's, uh, the reflection of car headlights, and because of the Fata Morgana, Fata? Morgana. Fata Morgana, they think that that's what it is, is it's making them appear to float above yeah. the ground. In yeah, because that's why the motorcycle light at Skinwalker Ranch is, like, eight feet above the ground, mm-hmm. um, and plus it, they have, like, percentages of how, like, likely you are to see them on the website and it's very low so i think whenever a motorcycle passes on a nearby road yeah. people see it yeah. and it has to be just the right combination of temperature and yeah yeah so that explains spook lights blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> um owls are another explanation ghost light owls no it's specifically in europe where they have a lot of owls mm-hmm. barn owls can fly over swampy areas in search of, you know, lizards and stuff to, mm-hmm. to, to nom. Eat. I just said nom. Holy shit. Oh, 
and their white plumage can reflect light from the moon or other sources and make it look like a bobbing lantern. That makes sense. That movement makes yep, sense. Yep. Um, it's, mm, it's not as common as some of our other explanations, but mm-hmm. it... Yeah. It could actually explain the Min Min lights to an extent, too, because of the way that they move and follow around. I don't know what the owl population is like. Um, I don't know, but it could have been any bird with a white belly. It's true. Um, the next ex- explanation is fireflies. And they aren't common in all the areas, but they are common in the south. Yeah, well, I mean, they're common in the south, but the only thing I think about them that doesn't make a lot of sense is that fireflies are so small, and it feels like all these ghost lights are, are bigger. basketball size. Yeah, or at least, but if you like, saw from a distance... I mean, they do. They would be able to see. They float around. They have lights on their ass. Like, yeah. I guess if it's like also if there's a couple of them and then it reflects and your eye kind of blurs it all together into one. Yeah. Appears bigger. Yeah. I mean, that that could work. I'm not saying it's the cause of all of them, but it's a potential. It's, it could be a culprit. Yeah. Um, this is one of my favorite ones. Uh, bioluminescent fungi. Mm-hmm. Uh, foxfire is sometimes called fairy fire, and it is a bioluminescence created by some species of fungi. Um, it's present in decaying wood. So round swamps. Yes. The bluish and forests, mm-hmm. um, where will the wisps are seen. Yeah. Um, the bluish green glow is attributed to, fuck. Luciferase. Luciferase, an enzyme that emits light as it reacts with uh, luciferin, which is another kind of enzyme. And they are generally very dim, but in some cases they're bright enough to like read by. Yeah. That was also one of the explanations for the Min lights, is they think either bioluminescent fungi or uh, bioluminescent bugs. So in a way, yeah. fireflies, yeah. they're just a little different. Well, everything, all the animals are bigger in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, another big one, this one is another explanation for the Min lights, is methane gas emissions. So swampy areas, gas is often released and ignited by a like static electricity charge in the air. Uh, especially just before storms, because there's a lot of electrical flow moving through the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, this explains a lot of the sightings, especially the ones in England, and then, like I said, the Min Min lights. Basically, these are the Earth farting. <laughs> Think of a fart, like, when you, like, see videos on YouTube of someone lighting someone's fart That's on fire. That's exactly what That's it is. That's exactly what it is. And they've tested this, too. Like, someone's gone out into the marshes and lit Earth farts. That's... That's science. I, I told Ryan she could have two Earth farts. And I used them. She used them. Way to go. Um, related, but not exactly in the methane Family. area. Yeah. The most likely explanation, and it's also the longest one, so bear with me here. I've been talking a lot this episode. <laughs> These lights are caused by decomposing organic matter. Uh, the normal decomposition of organic matter in open air is called aerobic decomposition. And like all organic matter, plants and animals are largely made up of carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. So when decaying in the presence of oxygen, the byproducts of decomposition are water, carbon dioxide, and energy, or heat. Mm -hmm. In swampy or marshy areas, aerobic decomposition is often unable to take place. Instead, the dead matter is buried beneath the water and, like, the mud, Mm -hmm. uh, where it continues to decompose in the absence of air. And the matter is broken down into anaerobic bacteria, the byproducts of which are methane, Uh carbon dioxide, nitrogen, phosphines, and other chemicals. It is believed that these gases rise from the soil and water and escape into the atmosphere, and the methane mixes with the phosphines and creates blue lights hovering over the swamps. Yeah. Um, phosphines are flammable, toxic gases that can burst into spontaneous flame in the presence of air. Mm-hmm. They react with oxygen, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. As it burns, it produces a dense white cloud that could give the flame a little more substance, and mixed with methane, the effect is 
the effect is Will of the Wisp. Yeah, that inspired so many of these stories. Yeah, so the moral of the story is that ghost lights are caused by death in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. So technically. Yes, even if that death is plant matter um, that's decaying and releasing gases or rotting away and feeding bioluminescent fungus. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's just headlights and humid air. Yeah, so there are lots of different explanations, and it depends on the light you're looking at what the explanation might be. Yes. But since there are so many possibilities, there are also some lights out there that could not be explained. Not be explained. Uh, kind of like the Naga fireballs yeah. are a little iffy because they shoot up to 15 feet in the air on the size of fucking basketballs. Yeah, it's, so, it's really specific, like shooting up as opposed to hovering, moving, hovering or moving horizontally yeah. like an owl or something. I'm not saying there's a big dragon at the bottom of the river down there, but... There is something strange. Yes. If you've seen a ghost light, you should tell us about it on Twitter at Afternoonified. Um, we're also on Instagram at Afternoonified or Facebook at Facebook.com slash GetAfternoonified. Uh, we are also on our own website. Yes, we obviously. Have it's www.getafternoonified.com. So. Uh, you can send us emails. You can listen to old episodes. You can donate. Donate. <laughs> Donate so we can go investigate Skinwalker Ranch. And not have crackling in our episodes. And not have crackling in our episodes. Remember to subscribe if you're listening on iTunes. Rate, review. Love that stuff. Oh, we do. We do so much. Yeah, we do. Um, so I guess that's it for, for now. See you guys next two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.